escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Owning. Owning. Now, doing that starts with outdoing your limits. Outdo them all with MTN. So, what are we doing today? Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM, affiliate across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Sun City Radio in Keta, A1 Radio in Bogatanga, ATL FM in Cape Coast. We are on live, we're live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook and myjoyonline.com. The midday news is sponsored by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Drill Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. Or where Drua Plus goes, water flows. This afternoon, Ghana's UK High Commission building, the commissioner's residence, and other properties belonging to Ghana in London at risk of being seized and sold to defray a $140 million judgment debt awarded oil trader Trafigura. The state at a point in time reneged on its promise to go by the agreement. Why? Or that I cannot explain. Based on that, explain. It is the finance ministry that entered into an agreement. Because is Ghana is the finance ministry that, that, that pays. Affected people. Also, Ghana National Fire Service suspects the fire that raised over 200 shops in Mokola over the weekend could be caused by illegal connections. We have details of that. Also in sports. Chaos erupts at three Ghana Premier League venues in week six. Full details in 20 minutes. And in our fear delegate series, we focus on Bulga delegates this share. What will influence their votes in the NPP presidential primaries? I will take it, but now I'll put for because I believe it's the taxpayers' money. Uh, when he comes with yeah. money, gifts, I will call it because we are all uh, elephants family. We have that and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau, and this is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. Thank you so much for your company. We're digging now. Enjoy news this afternoon. is learning that oil trading firm Trafigura is moving to seize an auction property belonging to Ghana in the United Kingdom. The Ghana High Commission, a building which provides visa and other services, the commissioner's residence, the Ghana International Bank building, and other properties are at risk of being sold to defray a $140 million judgment debt awarded to Trafigura. The award arose out of a written agreement for the installation and operation of 
two power plants, which Ghana, as the tribunal found, had unlawfully terminated prior to the expiry of the contractual term. We'll tell you why the Attorney General's office is helpless in the situation, but first, head of our legal desk, Richard Kujunyako, joins me to deal with more on this. Richard, tell us how we got here. Well, so MFA, on the 26th of January 2021, Trafigura obtained a final award in its favor against the government of Ghana in arbitral proceedings in England. The award was for approximately 140 million. It arose out of a written agreement for the installation and operation of two power plants, which Ghana, as that, um, the tribunal found, had unlawfully terminated prior to the expiration of the contractual term. So, on the 4th of November 2021, the court granted Trafigura leave to enforce the award in the same manner as a judgment of the High Court. According to the fact, service was effected, and the deadline for challenging the order was two months and 22 days after service. The deadline date was 1st of August. 2022 and no challenge was made by Ghana. On 17th May 2022, Trafigura issued applications for charging orders in relation to the five landing properties in which Ghana had a freehold or leasehold interest. On the same day, on the same day, the company had also issued an application for alternative service. On 28 April 2023, an order was made permitting alternative service upon Ghana by one, post to eight London High Commission addresses, and secondly, email to a series of addresses listed in the order and its appendix. So, Trafigura served the ICO, the order, and other related documents on 5th of May 2023 by post and by email. So, in response to one of the, those emails, the solicitors of Trafigura received responses from Grace Mbrokwa Ewal, a legal counsel in the Ministry of Finance whose email address was one of those listed in the appendix to the order. In particular, Ms. Mbrokwa Ewa sent an email on 5th May 2023 specifically acknowledging receipt of the document. On 24th May 2023, Trafigura received an email from the Whites and K stating that it expected to receive instructions to act for Ghana and seeking to agree on a revised timetable in relation to to Trafigura's applications. Okay. The 30th May 2023 hearing was subsequently vacated by consent. On 23rd June 2023, Ghana issued an application to set aside the order. The order was subsequently dismissed. But the substantial basis for the application was that Trafigura had been obliged to serve not only the order, but also the application for the charging orders and the ICOs themselves by diplomatic procedure. On the 21st of July 2023, Ghana filed the objections it wished to raise in relation to making the ICOs final. On the 2nd of August 2023, Trafigura made an application for a receivership order in relation to Ghana's sold interest in one of the landing properties uh, Regina House. So this is how we ha how far we have come. Okay, so that's the chronology of events. Richard, stay with me. And I know we have an explainer also on our social media platforms, myjournaline.com, to help you understand this matter better. But Richard, you will deal with me on another issue, so please do stay. But the Deputy Attorney General, Alfred Tuyayabwa, has been explaining why the office rejected a proposal um, by a party. We'll, we'll get to that. But he's been reacting uh, to this particular Trafigura uh, issue and he tells my colleague Elton Brobe on the probe that the finance ministry must act fast or Ghana will lose the property. Now, there was representation from the state. This judgment was delivered in January 2021 before the current Attorney General assumed office as the Attorney General. And this particular case was fought or the state was represented by an extender solicitor. Mm. So that's the sole judgment against the Republic. But when, when we go to know that there was a judgment against the Republic, the AG took steps to speak to the Minister of Finance for them to liquidate the debts 
because it's, it's a just debt. Mm. Now, the Ministry of Finance then entered into agreement with the judgment creditors as to how the state was going to pay this judgment debt of $140 million. Yes. A part of it was paid, but the state at a point in time reneged on its promise to go by the agreement. Why? For that, I cannot explain. Based on that, explain? it is the finance ministry that entered into an agreement. Because normally, Ghana is okay. the finance ministry that, that, that pays mm. all these debts. Then, having failed to do so, then the judgment creditor decided to execute the judgment. Have they been successful in that? They, they attached property belonging to the Republic mm. in the UK. Then they sought to serve us with that process. Our sons also then filed a motion uh, trying to set aside the process through which we were served with that process. Then the High Court in England said, no, the, the service on us was properly made. Mm. So now the Ministry of Finance has been advised to once again approach the judgment creditors and, and, and make every effort to pay that money. I know that they are also in conversations with them. I don't know they've reached an agreement, but I'm very sure that they'll reach an agreement so that that judgment debt could be paid. So as we speak, some of our property have been attached. A, a property in England. Has been attached already. Yes. And if we are not fast enough, we, may, we might lose it. Because if any property is attached and you don't pay the judgment debt or you don't agree with the judgment creditor as to how you're going to pay it, then that judgment creditor will go to a legal process to have the property Auction. Have you found out from the Ministry of Finance why they failed to do what they were expected to do? I have not. Personally, I have not done so. But I think along the line, as I said, there was no payment. And rightly so, the judgment creditor decided to execute the judgment. If I were to shoot the judgment creditor, that would have the same thing that I would have done. So our property is in danger of being taken over by this. If so, we are not are. able to settle the judgment debt. Definitely. But I can assure you that the Ministry of Finance from my understanding, is making every effort to liquidate that debt. Well, so, uh, Deputy, you've been a lawyer in good standing, and you are now... That's the Deputy Attorney General, Alfred Chiyayabwa, there, speaking to my colleague, Elton Robe, on the probe last night. And my colleague, uh, Richard Kujunyako, is still with me because we'll deal with matters in the court. And this morning, the Office of the Special Prosecutor made a special appeal to the court to dismiss some motions filed by former presidential staffer Charles Bissio. Richard, uh, what's the brief on this matter? Well, so, MFA, at the Human Rights Court today, where former Secretary to the Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining, Charles Bissio, had filed an application to enforce his fundamental human rights in a case brought against him by the Office of the Special Prosecutor. So the OSP this morning filed an application inviting the court to dismiss the application filed by Mr. Bisu. They argued on the basis of jurisdiction that the court does not have the jurisdiction to hear the case. And so the matter has been adjourned to the 26th of October where uh, the OSP is expected to provide some answers to the court. Okay. Thank you very much, Richard Kujunyako. And there's more, like I said, on myjoyonline.com. Let's head down south now uh, where the Akonsombo Dam spillage is still wreaking havoc and the Defence Minister Dominic Nitiwo says the flooding caused by the spillage is a wake-up call for the military to be well-resourced as he says inadequate equipment forced it to redeploy personnel to other distressed communities in the Volta region. Speaking on the Super Morning Show, he dismissed earlier reports suggesting the personnel were giving orders from above to leave one of the worst affected areas, Mepe. He says they had to leave to other communities around Bato and its environs which were also in dire need of support. I don't want to put 
the resources the armed forces publicly but i think that this this is even a call for us to give them more of the resources if the navy had more more 20 30 40 boats the men are there i don't think they will have any problem this conversation will not have come but the, there are limitations as to what the 48 can have and the navy have it is not, it's not, it's not something that we should shy away, but I cannot put the figures, but if they had all the resources or as many, as much resources as would be, would be needed for a country like Ghana, like, like Ghana will not have to, you know, to have this conversation because they could have, they could have put four or five boats have been paid, four or five boats at Bato, four or five boats at Sogokope, four or five boats at maybe, um, uh, Bupi, which has a similar problem in the north, four or five boats at Asudiamaya and four or five boats in the other areas. But they don't have that type of resources. So the little they have, when they save you, then they'll move to other areas and save them as well, and other areas and save them as well. So I just want to let the people of Ghana know that there was no decision from either above or below that they should withdraw the military completely from the area. No, not at all. That's the Defence Minister, Dominic Netiwo, there speaking on the Super Morning Show. Meanwhile, an 85-year-old frail woman, Janet Gidi, is demanding the reconstruction of a collapsed home. According to her, the conditions are the safe haven where the, she currently lives is not friendly for her age. Her story mirrors that of hundreds of affected persons whose homes have collapsed. <laughs> The devastation of this flood continues to cause havoc to many, including children, businesses, the elderly. Most of them are traumatized. That's the story of 85-year-old Janet D. She tells me she lost everything, including her house in this flood. Well, Minister of Information Kojo Ponkrumah says government will do all within its power to bring relief to the people. He spoke at a media briefing on Sunday. Priority number one is to ensure that our brothers and sisters who have been displaced as a result of the spillage and the floods will get some relief. Priority number two will be to ensure that they get some assistance in getting back to their um, livelihoods and their um, communities. I think subsequent to that, if there are any further conversations, um, government will be more than uh, willing to uh, listen and engage on those conversations. But government is currently focused on the first two priorities, which is assisting our uh, colleagues who have been displaced, and then eventually when the water levels recede, assisting them to get back to their um, areas of livelihood. Well, there's a silver lining in the thick cloud, though, as a 20-year-old senior high school graduate, Gertrude Nutriqui, is dedicating her time at one of the safe havens to offer free lessons to children who have also been displaced in the North Tong district. Carlos Caloni has the rest of the story. What can the eyes do? At the St. Kizito camp in the North Tong district of the Volta region, Gertrude, a 20-year-old graduate of Akachi Secondary Technical School, dedicates more than six hours a day to providing free lessons for these displaced children. The academic calendar has been disrupted for thousands of such children, but Gertrude is determined to ensure that they use their time at the safe heavens wisely to maintain their academic progress. Just being home without going to school due to the flood, their classrooms not open for them to go to school. So two days ago, I was just sitting under the tree they were playing, hurting themselves. So I just decided to 
get a board and a few decks, then teach them a little. Due to their difference in classes, I'm just doing something general for them. That's Getrude Nuchipi there ending Carlos Caloni's report. Now government has started the process to create an access route to the largest safe haven in Noftong. According to the NADMO, a contractor has already been secured to undertake the activity. While this has been done to avoid a possible health emergency in the area, as has been predicted by the Ghana Health Service due to the level of contamination of the water, here's a Deputy Director General of NADMO, Seji Saji Amedonu. The Ghana Health Service has put out a notice and declared those waters and that particular place as a public health emergency. And what we want to do is getting an access route into the safe haven. And luckily we have found an access route. Contractor. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Came on the site to look at the facility setting because it's going to be two farms and a few houses will have to be pulled down or so. Mm. So the contractor is coming in with the machines today. We start working to, it is around four to five kilometers because it stretches from Maso to Mefe. If that is done, we will be able to cordon off or block completely transportation on that uh, contaminated water. We are hoping that the work on that access route might be completed today or tomorrow right. so that we can have access. Well, let me take you to the Adar constituency. We are told that 19 communities have been affected by the spillage. In a message to a constituent, Member of Parliament, Comfort Doyo Kujo said she's pausing her external engagement to be with her people. Thankfully, she joins us on the phone. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon here on the Midday News. Can you tell us if your people are receiving the needed attention? Thank you. I'm grateful. And let me take the opportunity to uh, say hello to our cherished listeners, especially my constituents, Ada, who have also suffered because of the period. When this started, actually it started from Akosombo, and we are always at the receiving end. And the most painful aspect of it is all the death and all the things that are not good that the water will wash away it will come and dump it on us and as i'm speaking to you 19 of my communities have suffered because of this period uh, all the island communities were not spared including four communities from Adan for and Big Adan. Okay, so 19 communities in all. We know that there are lots of beachfront properties in your constituency as well. So I was asking if your people are getting the needed attention. Not really. All the attention has been shifted to water region. And I understand because they are the uh, they are the first people who got the problem. So it's like all the attention is there. But few people who have also realized that Adan is also part have come run to our aid with food items. Okay. But not as really as we expected. 
We'll focus attention also on our constituency. That's the member of parliament for the area, Comfort Doyo Kujo. Let me head to Peru in the Bono East region where displaced residents are also struggling to feed after floods waters swept through about seven communities. Well, community members who have lived in the bush for close to a month have lost their livelihood. My colleague Nanaya Ojima has more uh, in the following report. For close to a month, prolonged rains in the Bono East region have resulted in flooding of some communities along the Volta Lake. Among them are Fantiokra, Jaklai, Adiemra, Kokomba, Vitudeke, Accra Town, Tonka, and Brekinti. Many of these communities are predominantly fishermen and others along the fishing value chain. Due to the floods, these jobs have ceased, leading to economic hardship among the people. As we came here, considering everything is just, our everything is gone. So just pleading with the government to come to our aid. They should help us with whatever he can use to help us. This place where we come here is a very difficult place for us. The children are suffering. They cannot go to school. We cannot do anything. We cannot even go to the nearby town to buy anything. The river overflows and cross all the roads. Nowhere to go. I trade in fish. My husband is also a fisherman. For months, we haven't been able to go to the lake. We beg before we eat. According to the Ghana Meteorological Agency, there is a high probability of enhanced rains in the southern sector of the country. Already, roads in the affected Pooh East area are heavily flooded, making it difficult for commuting to marketplaces for food and other essentials. I transport people by motorbike for money. Because of the flood, it has become difficult to travel the routes. That's my colleague Nanaya Ojima's report from the Bunu region. Now, you may have noticed that there's some fake video advertisements going around, you know, advertising fraudulent services and unapproved medicines using fake defects of our presenters um, to make it look as if they endorse these services and medicines. A lot of you have been hitting us with that. Well, this afternoon, Joinies is taking steps to track the syndicate behind the fake adverts. More on that shortly, but first, let's get you to know how to spot the fake if someone shares with you. Head of our health desk, Fred Smith, joins me in studio. Fred, describe how this clone works. Well, MFI is a voice cloning, and it is the creation of an artificial simulation of someone's voice. So, uh, today's AI software methods are capable of generating synthetic speech that closely resemble a targeted human voice. So, for instance, MFI, mm -hmm. if they pick a voice of yours and they put it in a software, it's very simple, and uh, most of these software are free mm -hmm. on the internet, so people can easily do that within five seconds. And then in some cases the difference between these real and fake voices is almost impossible mm -hmm. to detect okay. and so uh, in this case that we're talking about those behind the fake adverts are cloning the voices of our presenters and using it for uh, to advertise uh, drugs that we believe are fake because if they were not fake they would have uh, come out and advertised and also indicates whether the food and drugs authority has certified or approved them so how can people spot the fake from an original joint news content well first of all check the lips of the presenters they don't synchronize or go with the sound that you are hearing okay. so uh, the lip itself looks altered mm -hmm. the joint news logo on that also has a globe uh, Joy News itself has a globe that's rotating, but on this, you see the globe which is static. Okay. And 
uh, the fake adverts have the, uh, these static logos and the easiest one is that Joy News does not advertise using handles of other media organizations. And so if you see it and it's not on Joy News, most likely it's fake. Mm. And if you're unsure, you can call Joy FM or Joy News and get clarification. If you have your suspicions, you can report to the FDA or the police. Okay, so beyond helping people to spot the fake, what is Joy News itself doing about it? Well, this afternoon, Joy News is filing an official complaint to the police and will do the same at the FDA and other agencies who will crack down on this syndicate. So beware and look out for this. Join News um, is not endorsing some of these adverts and always uh, look out for that if you're unsure. Like my colleague said, report to the police and the FDA as well. This is the Midday News here on Joy. 99.7 FM here in Accra in Kumasi. We are on Love. 99.5 FM. The Midday News as always is sponsored by Petrosol. Your clean fall in full quantity Petrosol is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duro Plus Ghana Limited. Producers of quality PVC and HDPE pipes and water tank the only water storage tank with a level indicator where Duraplus goes water flows we'll return from the break with sports and then in our fear delegate series Boga delegates share what will influence their votes in the upcoming NPP presidential primaries I will take it but now vote for you because I believe it's the taxpayers money uh, when he comes with yeah. money gifts I will call it because we are all uh, elephants family When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricant. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricant and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricant that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> Petrosol. Clean fuel in full quantity. Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In no both. In no job. When it vanish for your area for two weeks, uh-huh. you not get one drop safe inside your tank. Hey. Our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor get water with water tank. Water, water tank? Yes. Water tank. Mamma mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past Masi Selenium. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water pepepe. So say some no go left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank. That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gotor. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank by Duraplast. This is the Midday News on Joy, 99.7 FM. Time for sports. Mubarak, what do we have? Yes, over the weekend, a series of unfortunate events unfolded as three venues in week six of the Ghana Premier League. Now, at Ali Muhammad Stadium, tensions flared as hooligans threatened Bofakotano players during their match against Karela United. A timely intervention of the police ensured the safety of the players. In Domas, where fans reportedly threw stones at Great Olympics players, but no injury was recorded. However, the most significant incident occurred at the Dr. Kwame Chase Post Complex during the match between Asante Kotoko and Nations FC. My colleague Steven Zandu has the rest of the story. Some irate fans yet to be identified started ripping off chairs at the Dr. Kwame Chase Post Complex when centre referee Abdul Latif Kader whistled for a penalty two minutes to end the game between Nations FC and Asante Kotoko. 
This created a chaotic scene at the stadium and halted the game for close to 15 minutes. But the Kotoko players on the field went ahead to plead with the agitated fans and these fans later calmed down for the game to continue. Ahmed Diara scored the penalty for Nations FC to deny Asante Kotoko a sweet victory on the road in a game that ended 2-2. In the course of the game, the referees on the pitch suffered pockets of booze and jeers from some fans for some controversial calls they made. Sachet water and other materials were thrown onto the pitch and at a point, one of the linesmen decided not to officiate the game. This boiled up and the penalty broke the camel's back where the fans unleashed their anger targeting the referees. Even after the referees signaled to end the game, the fans were triggered again and started throwing things at the center referee. We have been told the chaotic atmosphere after the game prevented Asante Kotoko head coach Dr. Prosper Gumnate from conducting his post-match press conference. Well, that's Steven Zando there with the report. Back to you, MFA. Thank you very much, Mubarak. Now, fear delegates. We remember uh, former NPP General Secretary, the late Kujo Uswifi John, uh, once made the statement, and it's in reference to how delegates can smile in pretense to one another's aspirant, assure them, take their gifts, yet vote against them. Ahead of the NPP presidential primaries coming on November 4, joiners will be talking to delegates across the country to find out what influences their choice of a candidate. We we'll start off from the Upper East Region, our correspondent, but story has been interacting with them. I am here at the Upper East Regional Office of the New Patriotic Party. My mission is to speak to delegates of the party to find out what they have in mind as the party prepares to go into the November 4 presidential primaries to select a new flag bearer to lead them into the 2024 elections. Do they have other careers or occupations outside of politics? Uh, yes, I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer and I do little business. I say that I am a teacher by profession. Yeah, I am a teacher by profession. I do petty trading into Lucky Soap and so many professionals. I'm the proprietor of Great Minds Academy. It's a school. Outside of politics, I'm an accountant. It is a well-known secret that politicians during primaries like the upcoming one often induce delegates with money, valuable items like electronic appliances, food items, and even promises of appointing the delegates to certain positions in government. So I ask these delegates of the Upper East Region, would Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.